Habits are efficient. Whatever our goal might be, strong habits allow us to get things done both quickly and with less thought. However, running on autopilot can lead to pretty unhealthy and even deadly consequences like getting into a habit of smoking or drinking. Hi, my name is Edward Thomas, and this is The Mystery of Your Mind, a podcast all about why we are the way we are. Our routines, days, and lives are riddled with habits, but knowing why and how they form is key to changing them for the better. When we think of what the brain can do, we usually envision higher-order tasks, like problem-solving or complex decision-making. Yet, the brain can only reasonably process so much without wearing out. These higher-order tasks are what are called computationally inefficient. Your brain has to use a lot of energy, and that makes it quickly tire down. However, through evolution, we've had to solve a conundrum. We have to be able to both react quickly and accordingly, and make the right solution or choice, all the while without wasting the body's energy. Here is where computational efficiency comes into play. To help solve this problem, it's a lot easier for the brain to create shortcuts around using too much energy, just like how you might start taking a shortcut to work to save you some gas. And one way that the brain can do this, become computationally efficient, is through habit formation. Having habits as a model to control our future actions is super helpful. Now we can instead focus more of our energy on those problem-solving or decision-making tasks rather than those repetitive, boring things that we do every single day. We just make the boring stuff into a habit, so it happens by second nature, and we can do the things that we love, or the things that we need to do to survive, instead with our energy. Habits form as a byproduct of what's called a habit loop. Popularized by Charles Duhigg in his book the power of habit, in a habit loop, people experience a cue or a trigger that stimulates some sort of behavior. When this behavior results in a reward, we complete that habit loop. Now, the next time that we want to get the same reward, we can instead resort to this method instead of thinking up of a new way of trying to get where we want to get and spending our energy elsewhere. Repeat this a few times, and now it's easier to just get what we want using our new habit process instead of trying to get it some other way. This cycle can then begin to tumble and become more and more aggressive over time. So let's take stress. Stress could work as that cue or trigger to open up your refrigerator and grab a bite to eat. Once you're done eating, you feel a lot more comforted inside, and the next time you feel stressed, you become more likely to reach for some food, rather than, say, exercising. 
eventually, as this habit loop repeats itself over and over, even just a bit of stress can be enough to trigger that desire to eat. And while we intuitively know that stress eating, smoking, excessive drinking, or even phone usage late at night can disrupt our lives, our health, and our sleep, breaking habits requires a lot of conscious effort. Since habits form out of a relationship between a cue and a reward, removing that connection has to be that first goal of breaking a habit and or replacing it with something else. In the same way that reward creates habit, using a new incentive to do something else instead can help associate something new with whatever you used to do. For example, instead of trying to totally cut off eating when you're stressed, you might instead start taking a walk outside or hitting the gym when you start to feel stressed, but before you can actually open up the refrigerator. Over time, in the same way that eating became the response to stress by completing that habit loop over and over again, exercise can become your way of trying to find some comfort amid stressful situations in the same manner. And if you love exercise anyways, attaching something you're likely to do, in this case exercise, with something you don't want to do, in this case start stress eating, makes you a whole lot more likely to resort to exercising when you begin to feel stressed, since you already love and enjoy it. These incentives can work with our intrinsic and extrinsic motivations to further enforce repeating that response and creating a habit out of it. One way that smoking addiction is treated is by adding something into the cigarette to make the person feel nauseous once they smoke. No one really likes to be nauseous, so by associating smoking with feeling nauseous, it becomes a whole lot easier to just resort to doing something else instead of smoking so that you don't feel nauseous. Habits, though, are super hard to change sometimes. When we build that strong association between a cue, a response, and a reward, it becomes ingrained into our minds as a quick fix to our solutions. Even if the habit is broke or replaced, that association can continue to exist, and explains why people might have relapses, and it can be so hard to resist resorting to that previous habit years after they had believed they had broken it. There's also a huge correlation between your environment and your habits. Your food choices or sleep patterns might change pretty drastically if you're on a vacation, for example. And that's the reason why vacations or weekends feel like such a relief from the work week. You can break those certain habits that you were doing all week long, like having to wake up early and get to work. Introspecting and reflecting on what causes the habits you want to change and keeping in mind why you want to change and what you can do to help achieve your goals can all also help with changing habits on your own.
However, talking with a professional who can help you effectively change your habits, no matter what that might be, is always the best option. But especially so when the habit can destroy your physical or mental health, like through addictions or even mental health conditions. Habits are a major part of our lives. From reaching our goals to treating an addiction, changing habits requires a rewiring of our brain and our natural tendencies to find shortcuts to free up energy and thought. It can help us know the way to work to save us some time and money, but it can also cause us to pick up unhealthy habits that are detrimental to our physical and mental health and can take a toll on us in the long run. Working with habits instead of against them, though, can allow us to improve our lifestyle, our quality of life, and ultimately be able to better understand who we are and the person that we've come to be. Thank you so much for listening to the 17th episode of The Mystery of Your Mind. Before I end this, I just want to draw your attention to a few links that I've added in the description of this episode. First off, there's a link to my website where you can look at the story behind this podcast and learn a bit more about myself. You can also follow this podcast's Instagram at The Mystery of Your Mind, and I've inserted a link to that in the description of this episode as well. You can also find a link to our Patreon if you'd like to support us that way. And as always, don't forget to share this podcast, The Mystery of Your Mind, with all of your friends, families, and anyone else you might know so that they too can learn a bit more about themselves, their world, and where they fit in to the greater scheme of life. Don't forget to drop a rating and review in whichever app you're using. This allows my podcast to grow and so that so many other people can become educated and learn a bit more about their world and who they really are. Once again, thank you for listening to my 17th episode, and I'll see you at the next one.